Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Josh from the Black Moods. This is Meta from the Dead Deads, and you're listening to Jay Scott on the Hook Rocks. What's up, everyone? Welcome back. It's Jay Scott. It's The Hook Rocks. Thanks for tuning in. We have been busy over the last month, and we're going to continue to be busy here coming in April. We've got some great stuff lined up, got some great conversations, and uh, just want to thank you for stopping by and hanging out with us with our next conversation. Don't forget to check us out on all social media apps on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Hook Rocks. We're a part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, so check us out on that at PantheonPods.com or PantheonPodcast.com and Pantheon Pods on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Write us a review if you're so inclined. Always love the feedback. Always love to hear what you think of the episodes. Don't forget to set your app to automatic download. We're approaching episode 500. It'll be here, God, probably the next couple months. And we're also approaching our four-year anniversary. So we've got a lot of stuff going on. We've had some great episodes recently. We just did our Rockin' Pod celebration episode where one of the guests today was a part of we we also had meta dead from the dead deads and josh kennedy from the black moods recently on talking about their march madness tour which i just experienced last night at the forge and joliet it was a great time great show we had um dorothy martin on we've had dax nielsen and rick nielsen on from cheap trick we did our live album review of rush exit stage left we had the professor skylab talking about vintage audio systems 
and some great new music spotlights with South of Eden and also Chris Tapp from The Cold Stairs. And my next two guests have been releasing some awesome music over the last year. Uh, one of the guests' uh, album was in my top two of 2022. And the other guest just released an album this quarter, which we're going to have our album rankings of the quarter coming out this Friday. And I don't want to give away which where the album will be placed, but so you got to listen. But got Tuck Smith from Tuck Smith and the Restless Hearts and Jared James Nichols. What's going on, guys? How are you? What is going on? Here we are. We came to hang out, man. This is awesome. Two of my favorite people, two of my favorite guests, two of my favorite musicians are on tour together, kicking some ass across the United States. Before you got here, I was teaching Jared how to play guitar a little bit, and then he was showing me how to work out, uh, pump some fucking iron. <laughs> so, so we were we were really doing a lot of a lot of heavy lifting today. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Jared, being just a, a beginner on guitar himself, it was great for you to do that, Tuck. Yeah, we we only got like ten minutes. We gotta go get protein shakes, and yeah, we gotta go to guitar center. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like I, my dad owned a gym growing up, and uh, Jared was talking about going to the gym, and apparently, to get real big, you gotta eat your own cum. So I just, I, don't, <laughs> I never did that kind of protein load. I was trying to show him some of the. Uh, you know, some of the secrets, <laughs> success secrets, I like to call them. Yeah, Nicholas, success <laughs> Well, I did not expect that. Um, what a way to kick off the show, dudes. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep him on his toes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so the tour name is going to be Protein and Come, Tuck Smith and Jared James Nichols. I'm so, bro, please edit this out. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh. That's the headline. Well, we, you know out. what? You got to start out with a bang, so to speak, right? Uh, I'm now not, I'm awake. I'm not going to extrapolate because I'll dig myself in a hole on this joke, and I just want to move on. So. <laughs> Next question. I have, I mean, so that's the first time where I've been like, I'm trying to mute myself from like laughing. <laughs> but it's great to see you guys on tour together. You know, I, I just spoke about this with emerging bands, newer bands that have been coming up over the last decade. And the importance of bands joining forces. Cause I think two things are really happening in the live music forum, if you will, the live, live music platform is one is Tuck and I talked about at Rock and Pod. It's, it's been really hard to find places to play gigs at. Um, whether there's probably a variety of reasons for that. And also I think for a while, there was this mentality of waiting for the legacy acts to, to pick up a young emerging act to bring them on the road. And that's few and far between these days because promoters now control everything. The cost of ticket prices are extremely high. So you've got to merge two or known entities instead of bringing out a lesser known act, which used to be the norm. So what do new bands like yourselves do? Well, do what you guys did, do what dead deads and the black moods are doing. Go out and play. Go out and bring the music to the people and grow your audience that way. Is that how this kind of came about or is that was the reasons behind it? Yeah, I would say I think that, uh, you know, teaming up with Tuck is a no brainer. Uh, I feel like it's just one of those things where, like you were saying, where I think we both have expressed how, you know, you, you kind of sit around and you're waiting for a legacy act to come pick it up or, you know, maybe you're uh you're thinking that it'll happen eventually, but the reality is 
both of us were kind of sick of sitting around and we were trying to figure out what can we do um, not only to get out and play, but to make it like more of an event. And I think teaming up like this, it's going to be, it's just going to be great, man. I think that anyone that's going to show up to these shows, whether they're a fan of Tux, they've never heard of me, vice versa, whatever. It's, it's just a great night of music and rock and roll from two guys that actually give a shit and want to be there. And uh, we really want to bring the music to the people. I think it's more important than ever within the rock and roll community to, to build a community. And that means like-minded bands. Like we have different styles, but a lot of our philosophies on music, the way we look at rock and roll and all of it are very, very similar. Um, and I think it's cool because it, building a community is how big scenes start. And also, when you look at some of these festival lineups, it's been the same bands that have been headlining for the past 30 years. And they're not going to be around too much longer, some of these bands. And so, like, when we were teaming up, I was like, fuck it. Let's just go play the clubs. It'll feel more exciting. It'll be more of an event. Mm-hmm. You could, I'm going to be slinging sweat on motherfuckers. And to me, there's nothing more rock and roll than that. If it's got to go back to the underground right now, like a movement, like grunge or punk or whatever, then so be it. I think that's really important. I think I agree with you. I think the sense of community needs to be established in the emerging rock scene. And there's so many great young bands that are out there, such as yourselves that are emerging that, you know, are just trying to find a way to get music out and social media has been a great tool and obviously being able to interact with your fans is great but there's something to be said about a live performance there's something to be said about the sweat that you know the performer has and seeing all that and seeing that energy not just with the performers on stage but with the audience themselves and i think the generation that is kind of lacking that experience is that younger generation because Maybe they're not used to seeing shows. You know, I was, I've been going to shows since I was like 10 years old, 12 years old. And, and you just get addicted because that energy is so alive and apparent in a show that you can't get from listening to your car on your earbuds. So when you experience that, it, it's game over for any other music genre. If you are a young kid seeing a rock and roll show, it's a done deal after that. I totally agree. And, and creating that, like, like Tuck said, like, <clears throat> Let's go in the clubs and let's make it a fucking spectacle. Let's go out there and just really slam it and uh, just bring it, bring it for real. I, I think I speak for both of us, you know, when I say that that doesn't happen a lot anymore. And if we got to do it this way and not that that's a bad thing, but let's just go and let's have fun, man. You know, let our hair down and kick ass. With this, with the excitement of both having new records out, Tuck, your album came out in the fall. Jared, your album came out in January. Now to finally kind of put this out on a tour and, and put some dates together behind you. What's the excitement in that aspect of finally getting your music that you've been been writing and making over the last couple of years to be able to play it for people? I, to be honest, man, like <clears throat> I'm so excited to go out with somebody else who's really just trying to do it. And if you listen to his record, <clears throat> Just to go out with another artist who's authentic and doing it for real. And there's no bullshit. There's no politics involved or anything. And that makes it very important to me. And it makes it more exciting than just if I was going out there alone or I got first of four on some package tour. 
So to me, not only getting to go out, but to kind of do it with somebody like him, it's fucking rad, man. It really is. I think we're going to push each other a lot, man. I think that it's going to, after this tour, we're going to walk out of this, honestly, feeling like, like we gained something. Like a lot of tours, I feel like I go on where, like Tuck said, like first of four or like, you know, stuff like that. I feel like I'm just out there slugging it out, but we're going to do it together. And I think we're going to push each other to make the shows that much more exciting. And also to get the record out and to finally be playing it out, man, it feels like a weight's off my shoulders. It feels like, feels like I gave, uh, it feels like I gave birth. You know what I'm trying to it's say? Crazy, right? It's like, yes. Yeah. It, 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 I don't know if I am being off. You, you could maybe finish this, but it, it was harder to get this record out than it has like post pandemic, just to get the motherfucker out into the world mm-hmm. was a victory. And I think I said this on your last podcast, just to get it out. It, I celebrate it. Oh yeah. At the bare minimum, just for it to see the light of day. So yeah, I'm, I'm so happy about it, man. I remember the moment like my record came out because we were pushing it back, pushing it back, originally pushing it back, you know, well, you know, we got to wait till you can get out and play. And I mean, uh, it felt like forever. And then you're sitting there and you're like, is it ever going to come, come out? out? Yeah. Is this ever going to happen? Or have I just been kind of waiting here in vain and just trying to figure this out? But like Tuck said, just to have the record out and to finally be able to like breathe and be like, this is it. It just, it feels great, man. It feels like those year and that year and a half or two years, the pandemic was like this slow motion life that people were living. Like people were doing stuff, but not really doing anything. And even when you think back of what happened during that time, there's no memory markers, right? Like usually during the year, you have a birthday party, you got a vacation, you got something going on where you can distinguish between one event, a, a time frame. And now when someone asks me a question and I go, was that 2020? Was that 2021? Mm-hmm. I, it's, it's, it's foggy. It's just, there's just no memory marker for me to kind of, you know, the exact placement. And I imagine for being creative and doing music and plus all the BS you guys go through as being more, more or less independent artists, um, you know, to finally be able to see what you've been creating come to fruition. Like you said, talk, I mean, it was a victory in itself. I think one of the, and I've spoke about this before on the the press run for my record, but really the only good thing that came out of COVID was I could just sit at the piano or the guitar every day and write and demo. And I think you wrote a lot during the pandemic. Totally, man. And it kind of gave us the opportunity to focus on the work. And a lot of times you don't get as much time to write. Absolutely. This was the wall. Yeah. This was the first time. I think I even spoke about this when we talked, but it was the first time I was ever able to like, stop and think about like writing songs like for me rec- records were made the, the the music i was putting out was it was almost a means to an end it was like okay i gotta put something out so i can keep on tour with this it was like okay i'm i'm not going anywhere like how how, how do i dig in deeper how do i figure this out you guys spoke about the community you spoke about the authenticity of bands that are emerging now you know and I've, I've talked about this a lot on the show that there is a, a distinguished difference between the bands of yesteryear and the bands of today that are touring. There's an authentic grind that happens and there, and the artist is willing to do the grind that maybe because of the way the record industry, it's almost, it's almost like a means to an end these days. You have to be authentic. You can't fake it anymore when you're out there because things are different. The landscape is different. How have you guys adapted to that? I mean, 
obviously when you're playing and you're starting to create and you're in your bedroom when you're a young kid and you're playing, you've got the posters on the wall of your rock heroes, your music heroes. And then as you come into this business, reality kind of sets in and it's a different reality than what the previous generations are. But there's that light bulb that goes on that you're going to continue on because you love what you're doing. What was that moment for you guys when it was like, hey, you know what? This isn't what I wanted or expected, but it's what I want to do with my life. And I want to, no matter what happens, I want to keep doing it. I don't know the exact moment, but we were actually, he was talking to me about this before and he's just like, I don't know if I'm ever going to be part of the club or whatever it means, but I do know that I want to make records that I love that mean something to me. And if that's what it is, then so be it. And I'm kind of like that too, because rock and roll heritage acts, it's still very big, but for upcoming artists that are current trying to do it, the market isn't as big. There's no get rich quick schemes. There's no big budgets and there's no advances to do this and to stick with it. You have to love it. It's a labor of love. And it does kind of weed out the lifers because nobody's got, you got to be fucking insane to keep doing this shit. You have to really love it. And so that's, that's probably a, a positive. <clears throat> um, so to me, I think it just dawned on me 10 minutes ago when he told me that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but honestly, dude, it's true. I, I mean, like you said, you got to be kind of fucking out of your head to continue on this road because like I think about a lot of things in life um, and there's a set path. There's a path. If you want to get to this job, you get this and you can get a promotion and then, yeah. or you're going to go to school and you can get hired to do this with music. And especially with a young artist in this time, 2020, and not only 2020, but 2023 to even try and figure out first off how to compete uh, with an online presence and how to stick out and how to make records and how to figure out how to get on a tour or to book a show. Like there's a thousand roadblocks ahead of you, but it's almost like you just keep hustling and navigating and oh, I'll figure this out. I'll, you know, like juking the whole time. And I think at the end of the day, I always say as much as, you know, I could complain or vent about like, you know, this isn't lining up or this doesn't work, or, you know, I've hit this, you know, I, I, my back's against the wall. I don't have any money to do this tour or whatever. I always laugh and I say, well, I don't have anything better to do. This is what I, this is what I want to do with my life. You know, I couldn't imagine saying, you know, it was a fun run. I, you know, it was cool when I got to jam with so-and-so, or it was cool to release guitars with Gibson and do this. But then I think about it and I'm like, is that really the end of the story? Or do I just need to like shut up and like, you know, dig a little deeper. And I think like a lot of times too, like I can speak with, for Tuck and myself. I don't think you choose music. I think music chooses you because you, you just keep coming back. You to just it. keep, I don't even know. Sometimes I'm just like a self propelled motherfucker that wants to rock. And it's not, I, I want to play. I want to write. I want to listen, watch the documentaries. I don't, anything that has to do with rock and roll, it's like this self-propelling thing. Mm -hmm. And if you stop to think about why you're doing it, yeah, you can go crazy. You go nuts, man. You'll lay in bed at night. And and I almost, it's like funny. It's something, it's like a pact I made to myself pretty recently was like, I can't carry, you know, like, like you said, you stop and think about it. Then it's like, you're carrying like this pressure and this weight 
And all that I try and do is, is say every single day that I can wake up and play music, go play a show, talk to you. We can hang out, you know, get creative and uh, ultimately do what I love, which is music, being around it, playing it, like living that is, is a success to me. I think that if you don't have that kind of mentality and you think that you're just going to join a band and it's going to pop off or, you know, you're, you're just going to cut, cut in the line. It's like this, this shit doesn't work like that. And uh, like you said, you weed out the lifers real quick. Who's, who's in for the long haul and who's, who's going to be gone next year. You'll, you'll never hear about this guy again, you know? And uh, there's just no, there's no path anymore for a band. If you're not in the club or you don't have something bankrolled, you got to cut your own path, man. You got to do it your own way. And I think that that's, that's what we're doing. And that's what we're going to continue to do. And no one's going to stop us. So it doesn't matter. It's like the, the, as far as we want to take it or we can physically take it, that's how far we can go. Bro, he's getting me so pumped up right now. I'm, I'm like flexing on the hose right now. He's we're, getting we're getting out of here, dude. This is it, man. We're going to. We gotta go take a run. It's like it's like start like, cracking eggs, bro. He's like drink this. He's like chasing chickens. Harry V, dog. Come on, get me pumped up. Let's go. If they're chasing chickens in your uh, gray sweatpant, uh. I love it, dude. I love when he talks like this. Super inspiring to kind of talk with you and talk, like just talking with somebody. Him, we have so much in common. We've never really hung out, and it's just you know we come from different parts of the country. We play we play rock and roll and we have so much in common and we've gone through the, some of the same things and went through the same highs and lows. And it's just fucking crazy, man. Also, also the fact that both of us can sit and talk without an ego or without some sort of uh, agenda. It's like, it doesn't matter. Like it's almost like we were just sitting before we talk with you, we're just sitting at the table man, just chopping it up. And I think that's one of the most satisfying things is to meet and to hang and to talk with someone that you can relate to. And you can be like, I know that pain or I know that frustration Yeah, where, where you can tell someone that like, you know, in your family or a friend and they're like, Oh, that's, that sucks, dude. It's like, no, you actually know what that feels like. You know, the, the, uh, the highs and the lows. So it's moving forward. I think after everything and being home, the pandemic, all of this, it's like, we just got to go for it. It's like, why not? What else yeah. are we going to do? There's, there's, there's no, there's no plan B. It's like, Let's go play. And I think that's why this tour is going to be fucking awesome is the fact that we can just go out there. We can be ourselves. It's like, you know, our, our two bands, we're going to fucking go kill it and do it. Bro, you know, on the, on like package tours, if you go three minutes over, you get chastised and in trouble and shit like that. Like, bro, I'm going to go three minutes over and he's going to be like, awesome show. It doesn't matter. Like it literally doesn't matter. No. You know what I mean? It's just like a whole thing because like, Dude, the pandemic, I don't know about him, it humbled the fuck out of me. I went to ground zero. It was a spiritual experience. I've had everything taken away. So now I'm just so grateful to go out and play. And that's kind of like where he's at, too. Like, fuck it. You know? It was a pretty powerful statement when you said, Jared, that, you know, nothing can stop you guys. Right? And it's interesting because it used to be where you could be stopped. Right? If, if. The business wanted nothing to do with you. No one was going to have anything to do with your music. And now rock and roll is kind of not part of the club with all the other genres. So you're, you're kind of at a, a period in the genre where the music is yours. The music is the artist and it's the fans for the most part, right? I mean, it's, it's, there's, there's few exceptions, which 
you know, they have their deals and, and, and whatnot. But for the most part, the scene that you guys are a part of, it's what you want. You have very little influence from outside forces being an independent artist. You have very little influence of when you can re- you know, release an album or what you can put out, what you can do. And there's got to be a, a, a sense of, of freedom with that, a sense of like, yeah, there's a lot of positives about getting a big record deal and a big tour. But with that becomes a kind of a deal with the devil. Whereas you don't have a deal with the devil. You're doing what you want to do. Me and him were talking about this before. We're both on record labels. And the cool thing about both of them is they don't fuck with us. They let us do the style of music that we want. And some people don't have that. To me, that's worth more than almost anything is to be able to be a true artist. Um, That's what I want to be. 100%, man. I, I feel like like I was telling Tuck about you know me making the record and how... You know, I was like, dude, we went in the studio, we we set up, we tracked it to tape. These are a bunch of songs I'd written, this, that, and the other thing. And then I said, no one came in and told me to change that, or that's not good enough, or this needs to be more poppy. They just let me make a record. And going along with your point, I couldn't, I couldn't really stand. I, you know, we love all three of us love music so much that if I went all this way just to be told by someone that I'm not like good enough or this, this isn't hooky enough, or this isn't going to be on active rock or, you know, this needs to be way more of this. I think that's when you start to lose the battle. So the fact that we both have come this far and we've eaten enough shit and we've taken enough punches to say that we're still here, like hanging, it's like that in itself too is a victory. I deliberately put guitar solos in every song on my record. And that's a, what's crazy. That's like a fuck you to the music. It really is. It's crazy. Well, again, like, you know, there's that, there's no compromise, right? You guys are doing what you want. And, you know, when you used to read the articles back in the day, you know, we don't want to compromise and we don't want to, you know, compromise anything, but they were compromising behind the scenes because they had to. Mm -hmm. This is truly authentic. There is no compromise with what you want to do. If you want to put, a guitar solo in every song on an album, no one's going to tell you no. If you want to do, you know, a hardcore rock blues album that's not going to get picked up on mainstream radio, you can do that, you know? And when you just see the landscape, like you guys talk about, a lot of these, I call them legacy artists, some people call them heritage artists, whatever, um, they're not going to be around in the next 10 years. They're going to be gone. And when you look at the vacuum that's going to be created with, rock music there's still going to be a lot of rock fans out there what are they going to do where are they going to go and guess what they're going to finally in my opinion find these emerging bands and guess what not to pay twenty five hundred dollars a ticket you know that's the other great thing about a tour like this is that you can go see two kick-ass artists and tuck and jared and not freaking loan you know take a loan out take a take a mortgage out to go see them some of these ticket prices are getting crazy that's a whole other topic but to go see you guys in a club is again part of that authenticity authenticity part of that community that's being built brick by brick by all the bands that are coming out i don't look i don't everybody's been bitching about ticket prices i haven't paid for so long i can't believe how much people are saying these ticket prices yeah i i feel the same way i as much as i love music i i would uh yeah, I some of these prices even like I was talking to my mom the other day and she's like, "Oh, I, I was going to go to this concert. The tickets were $700 and I'm like, 
I remember going, I sound like an old man. I remember going to like Lollapalooza or Ozfest and paying like 15 bucks straight up. You're going to pay about 15 bucks to get in our show. And that's in these economic hard times. That's a damn recession special. Inflation special. (laughs) (laughs) Inflation special. It totally is. I mean, when you think about the quality of music that's coming out with a lot of these artists, and especially you guys, and being able to go to a show in a club where you're not watching screens, you're not watching these big giant screens on stage. That was one of the most frustrating things for me. I saw a band like four or five years ago. I took my son, who I think was like 10, to a big, huge act at Soldier Field in Chicago. And I paid at the time like 250 a ticket. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching and I'm grinding my teeth going, I paid 500 bucks for these two tickets to watch big giant screens. I go, mm-hmm. I could have watched this on YouTube or watched this. This is not what the concert experience should be like. And I don't go to big shows anymore. I mean, once in a while I'll go to a show um, that's a, that's at a big, a big arena or a big event, but mostly I love the clubs. I love the theaters because there's an energy that that is lost when you get into these big places, and that that energy is pure rock and roll. Yeah, the, the kinetic energy, like you're gonna hear the amp, his black star hitting you in the face. Yeah, I think I think people too, you know, moving forward, like you're talking about legacy acts going, like you know, uh, <clears throat> inevitably going away. The reality is, people still love that sonic and that sound of that music all generations you know that there's there's it runs deep in honestly like everything so i think going out there as an artist and playing what excites us and being real about it and being authentic and not being pretentious or fake i think that that really um like people feel that and i think moving forward guys like tuck myself that's that's what we need to be doing. And that's that's kind of, I feel like that's my mission statement now. I would rather go in a club, 300 people, 200 people, 100 people, 20 people, and play my ass off and make all of them feel what I feel inside and give them that energy and that thrill than sit around and twiddle my thumbs and say, man, I hope someone's going to take me on their tour. No, fuck that, dude. I'll go out there and I'll do it myself. And I think that with this package tour and rock and roll in general, there has to be a little bit more angst and it has to be a little bit more of a rebellion to say, no, man, great music right here. Like, come to the show. Here it goes. You know what I mean? He, he's 100 percent right. I feel like there needs to be more not a disrespectful, rebellious attitude, but like a fuck you. We're taking it back. We're just going to do it again. Attitude. It's kind of missing in rock and roll. A lot of the. A lot of the attitudes now, because you don't want to piss anybody off in the industry, is a very like, hi, take me home to meet your parents. And it's like, hello, Pantheon podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
with Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon Podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. We're like the wolves. We're starving. We're still hungry. We're coming out. To play these clubs, we haven't made it yet. We haven't been actualized. We still want things. Mm-hmm. To me, that kind of hunger, that shit is beautiful. So I love teaming up with somebody that's still hungry like that. Well, um, to, to your point, you know, you you worry about playing it safe, you know, with the with the with the with the industry. There is no industry in rock and roll. Rock and roll is an afterthought, unfortunately. So who cares who you piss off at this? Well, it's ran by a few people like the Illuminati and I do want to do some cool shit. And, I, and so you, you, you can't go, it's not like the eighties movies where you can go in and fucking piss in the punch bowl and shit on the parade. Like, I, my point is not being disrespectful. My thing is like, if we got to go out and bring it back to like how grunge and how punk and other movements did it, then fuck it. Because the thing is his band is killer. I've seen him live and our songs are great. So to me, it's it, it's lethal. Yeah, no, I I agree. You know, I think the the thing is is it boils down to to freedom. I mean, you guys can can put your records out, right? And you don't have that pressure from Friday to Monday of how many units you got to move, right? And you're in your sweating, your palms are sweating, and you get that call on Monday from the label, oh, it didn't move as much as we wanted, and now there's even more pressure on it. You release an album, you release it because all the songs on there, you want to be on there. And you wrote all the stuff. You didn't have any inside influence. So now it's your stuff. And now it's like, all right, cool. We got the album out. Now what, let's put together a tour. Let's put together some dates. Let's get out on the road. Let's get whoever involved. Let's go out and do this. There's no, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I have like this romantic idea of how it is, but it just seems to be more of a like, let's just do this. Let's just get this done. There's no, 
there's no one in my ear telling me to do a cover of a pop song or maybe this will make you popular or maybe this will happen. There's none of that, which has got to be great for you for you to be able to experience that. You are romanticizing about it, but it's fucking awesome. And there is a like the whole thing about this is there there's kind of just a purity about it. There was no political move for us to go on tour. It was just our manager talk. You want to do this? We got killer. Like it was just so pure. And just booking the like, I don't know. It's just cool. It's easy. Yeah, that's that's why I think movements like this and things like what with what we're doing, it mm. it it is a great spark, man, for for like fucking rock and roll and as a whole right now. It feels like and I hope that this will be something that can continue on where you know we were talking about it earlier, but like a, artists teaming up, bands going up together, not being afraid to almost be your own gatekeeper and say, well, I won't do that. I'm waiting for this or whatever. It's like both of us basically were just like, yeah, let's go out and fucking play. Cause like I said, someone's going to come to a tuck show and be like, who's this guy? And you know, then that helps, you know, push my shit out there, vice versa. It's it, everyone wins, man. And I think that's, that's the cool part about it. So what are these shows going to be like? I don't know. It's going to be fun because he gets me cranked up. <laughs> I'm going to get him it. cranked up every he day. <laughs> well, I love Midwestern people. I just, they're, they're their vibes. So he's so easy to hang out and talk to. Uh, it's going to be cool, man. I think it's going to be very, no ego, no prima donna. As long as I'm able to blow dry my hair, I'm fine. As long as he's be able to fucking hit the gym, he's going to be fine. We're pretty easy, man. I think it's going to be really fun, dude. I, I honestly, I have a feeling it's going to be one of those tours where, it's like we get to have fun and also play shows, you know? Yeah. And it's like, we're just going to show up places, fuck it up, have a great time. And that's yeah. like, all right, dude, see you tomorrow. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that, that's the cool part for me is, uh, I think that's going to be very low stress. And, you know, I, I, I wanted to say to Tuck right away and, you know, I'm going to say it to his bandmates and everything, but like fucking like Mikasa Sukasa, dude, like we're out here together. Let's fucking make the wheel turn. Yeah. And I think that's a, a, a really, uh, a powerful statement, you know, and we're going to be out there and it's, it's, it's a package and it's, it's a one big team really. Yeah. Yeah. We're sharing gear and we're sharing some crew. Like it's cool, man. It's going to be great. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause just talking with, with the black moods and the dead deads, they did the same thing. They shared Our fans, both of those yeah. bands, by the way, that's a yeah. cool tool. Sorry. Yeah. They, they said the same thing, sharing gear, sharing, you know, help and stuff like that on the road just to kind of make it as economical and as easy as possible, which that's the smart way to do it. You know, with rising costs and, and all that, you got to find ways to, to not cut corners, but be more efficient in how you do things. So trying to adapt, right? Yeah. Yeah. Are these going to be equal sets? What do you mean? Like hour to hour, hour, you know, are you playing? I don't know. Great question. These are things we need to be like, oh, figuring we, out. We, we, we haven't talked about that. I don't even know what gear. I think the only thing we decided is on is we're going to have a, a headless kick drum without either logo. That's, like, <laughs> that's it. That's the only thing that's been planned for this tour. <laughs> uh, no, maybe, you know, I an hour? An hour. But also, like, I think what we're going to do is, like, you know, Tuck's going to headline where where he headlines, and I'll do a few. But I think what would be cool is, like, you know, even if, if like, you're playing, if he's headlining, like, he should definitely play a few more. Like, I think that'd be a good vibe. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It's more like enchilant, dude. I'm telling you, we both did the package tours. They're fun. They're awesome. 
but there you, you get in trouble and now we're playing like the punk clubs and the bars and these small in these places it's awesome dude yeah it's funny when you're like uh jared um you actually played two minutes over last <laughs> night so we're gonna cut off two minutes tonight and i'm looking at him and i go really okay cool and then i played my same exact set yeah but with Tuck. He's going to be like, dude, you played fucking five minutes over. And I'll be like, oh, fuck, sorry, dude. Just play an extra song or two, whatever. And then I know we both did the tours where you have the drum. There's no, they don't let you set up your drum. So you have to play with them in the front of the stage. And uh-huh. the cymbals hit your ear and you can't hear it sing. Yeah. Or like the drummers over there in that corner where yeah. like something else should be. Yeah. I mean, I think both of us have run the gamut on how fucked up scenarios can be and how you just have to sit there and laugh at the end. Yeah. So the whole point of our shit, there's no ego. It's just like, whatever, we'll have a good time. I mean, we're going to be professional and put on a hell of a show, but yeah, no egos to me. I've got a question from uh, a friend of mine who has been, who's always at the concerts I'm at. We've kind of developed a friendship as a result of that. And I saw him last night and I was talking with him and I mentioned that I was having both you guys on. And Jared, I don't know if you remember. Uh Uh-oh. My buddy, my buddy, Chris is a big dude. He's like six, six. And he had a and he had a Tuck Smith shirt on. Of course I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, dude. I told him we were we were talking. There was murmurs. Yes, that was in January. Yeah, and he showed up to. Uh, I was at at an in store, and then yeah. I was playing in Milwaukee that night. It was the night I was getting so fucking sick. But I remember that's all. I'll never forget this. He had a, he had a Tuck Smith shirt on, and I was like, dude, I think I'm going to be going on tour with him. And he like flipped. Yeah. No. So his question is because and I'm like, he told me I could say this, but all right, I'm just going to go ahead. He's got a colonoscopy scheduled for when you guys play in Ohio. He wants to know if I, I, I also want to know this too. He also wants to know if there's going to be more tour dates extended into Chicago. If not, he'll reschedule his colonoscopy to go see you guys in Cleveland. I look, I don't know. <laughs> You like how we just both like looked away like well, well. you just asked if I'm doing any more tour dates. I thought something was about to involve shit. <laughs> I'm trying to book something. Um we, I, his manager, they're trying to sketch something in the Midwest, but it's a baby, so I don't know if it's what, what's gonna happen. Have you heard about that at all yet? Or no? Not really. Um I would say if <laughs> I honestly, being selfish, I would say he should reschedule and come see us play. Because it's it's going to be totally worth it. I'm sure that we'll come there if if it's on our books and we can figure it out. I'm sure we'll come to the Chicago area. But the reality is, um, if he doesn't want to miss it, man, he should just show up. Yeah. And I talked to him, and I knew how fucking excited he was. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm going to be there. So you're going to have to tell him, dude. He's going to have to do the day after. He's right. Yeah. Just fucking do the coffee enema before. <laughs> yeah. Or he does the colonoscopy. Then he shows up in like a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what a colonoscopy is. I think they spray your butt out, right? Yeah. They Is that what they do? But they put like a camera up your butt to see if you got any like tumors or anything, anything growths in there. Like it's basically like a, like a preventative colon cancer all right bro well i don't know none about that but uh, he'll be fine he'll be fine you know i'm here and not just to ask the questions i'm here to inform guys tell him uh we'll hit a buffet too when he comes you know what i mean man we'll do like a uh a asian seafood buffet no no you gotta go with the chili buffet at that (laughs) oh my god dude (laughs) but no he was like 
we're walking out and he goes, Hey, you got to ask this tomorrow. I go, what do you want me to ask? And he's like, all right, I'm getting a colonoscopy on the day they're playing in Cleveland. Find out if they got more dates because if they do, then I'll, I won't reschedule the colonoscopy. But if they don't, I'll reschedule it and go see them in Cleveland. That's such a fucking Facebook question. Yeah. That I would get on Facebook. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'll ask. So I did. So I, so he'll be happy that I had this, this conversation. <laughs> um, as far as the tour goes, is, is booking this, this, these dates, I know. Tucky touched on it at Rock and Pot a little bit about just the challenges. Um, is this something that you think is just short term um, with with you know challenges and finding dates, yeah, yeah, short play, term. or do you what's think happen- it's going to be long term? It's short term. What's happening right now is because nobody got to tour for COVID for basically three years. Everybody's going back out, and a lot of clubs have closed. There's not as many uh, clubs. It'll die down. It's just like we're getting a rush right now. I would think. Totally. Stuff is kind of booked out farther, um, but the promoters have been super cool on this, and um, yeah, temporary. Yeah, it just seems like, especially now, like with the first quarter of this year, there's so many great music coming out. There's been so much music coming out for the last couple of years, obviously because the pandemic stunted everything, but it's a great problem to have as a music fan. But I can imagine, like you said, Tuck, everyone's out there touring, everyone's booking stuff. I mean, Metallica, when they released tour dates, their tour is not for another like when they I think when they released it was like two years out. Damn. You know, like yeah, my I son's like my, my son's like, Are we gonna go see Metallica? I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'm gonna be doing in 2024. Yeah, Michael Monroe overseas, you know, from no, no, yeah. no, released a tour for 2025, like three months ago. How crazy is that? That is insanity, man. You used to book a show three months advance. Yeah. Yeah. And like Tuck was saying, like, you know, with with your question about it, that's the only thing I've heard. Is the fact like I'll, I'll talk to some some bookers and they're like, dude, everybody, everybody's trying to play. There's clubs with four holds deep on one night. There were five seven holds on some of these. Yeah, yeah, venues. And what does that mean? Five seven holds. Basically, they're they literally five bands are trying to hold that night. Oh, wow. okay. Yeah, five seven holds. Yeah. Okay. Wow, that's that's which insane. is insanity when you think about it. And then, you know, a lot of these, the festivals as well, um, there's still holds from 2021 or, you know, some of these bands haven't played, you know, maybe they got to play last year, but um, they're, they're still slated from COVID times to play on these festivals. Yeah. Do you think it'll spawn growth into more clubs opening up? No, I don't think so. I don't either. Or more, maybe more venues having live music? I heard tickets. Look, I don't try. I don't know much about the analytics, but I do hear people saying ticket sales are actually down. And I know in Europe, a lot of people are canceling tours. But dude, I don't fucking know what's going to happen with the housing market. What's going to happen with the economy? I don't know. Anything could happen. I I was just over in Europe and talking to like people over there that were coming to the shows and um, certain markets. Man, it was pretty bleak in a way of like. You know, there was certain markets where, like, we didn't sell any merch. People were having a hard time just getting tickets to get into the door. Wow. Yeah. And it wasn't anything weird on our end. It was like, okay, you know, this this country is different than, you know, where we just were or whatever. But I think that it's it's just a weird thing because I go to venues now and, and I see more corporate venues than anything. I do too. Right? Yeah. So it's like, I think a lot of the 
I don't want to use a mom and pop, but I think a lot of those more homegrown venues, they're hanging on by a thread um, or it's going to be like a lot of corporate venues. And, and that's more of where it's going to live. I just think about, you know, the clubs here in Chicago and then all the way up into Wisconsin, you know, like fortunately for us here, we never run out of places to go see, see people play. It's you know, the like, bread basket for rock clubs though. Yeah. Area, they're everywhere. That's that Midwest, man. I mean, I think that, you know, I really do think Midwest, even into the South, in the mid South, there will still be clubs that, that, that won't go away. But I think, you know, it's, uh, it's just different now. Yeah. Yeah. You, you've got a lot of theaters. You've got a lot of clubs here. I mean, I go back and forth from Wisconsin to Chicago. Sometimes I go down to Indy to see a couple. There's a couple of cool venues down in Indianapolis. Um, it just seems like there's always places here, you know, and like when people, when you guys talk about stuff closing, I, you know, not that I, I, don't believe it but it's just we're fortunate because we never hear of a club closing in chicago well, so like let's say let's just take philadelphia for example under 500 cap clubs there's probably like four right so you have all these bands touring that's only four bands you know that goes quick four clubs in a mm-hmm. city and in, in a big in a big a market like that like nashville has tons of clubs atlanta really i play three clubs in atlanta and i'm from there and so when you have everybody touring, those things get picked up quick. So I think it's just a rush right now. People are rushing out to, to tour, and that's why it's booking. So the tour starts here end of April, and you've got uh, treks across mostly eastern and southern states, and hopefully more if, if it does happen. But what um after this tour what's or beyond this tour what are plans for both you guys musically and playing live either with each other or outside of playing with each other i have uh after this tour i gotta i'm gonna go do some stuff on the west coast um kind of a a, a sad continu- continuation without tuck but i'm gonna be over there for like two weeks um just doing up and down the coast and then after that, I go to Europe with the Winery Dogs for about three weeks. So that'd be really fun. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'll be a cool one. And uh, after that, kind of it's unknown. I think hopefully we'll we'll hope, hook on some more dates and, and we can continue on that. Um, we'll see what the uh, late summer brings. I know Tuck's got Welcome to Rockville coming up. Some other festival slots. Yeah. couple festivals. Trying to get back to Europe. Trying to plan for that. Hoping I snag one of these opening slots but if i don't i'm just we're going to do this i'm going to do the same thing find like-minded people to go out the winery dogs it's going to be you and richie playing without a pick that's right dude have I'm you a- seen the calluses on his fingers show sure. dude i got are they there you can kind of see them i look i feel so weird arr, arr. <laughs> um yeah i remember and this fucking story is real i remember playing at the Viper Room. It was right when I moved to LA. It would have probably been like 2012. And I remember Richie Cotson was at the show. And I remember he came up to me and he was like, man, you don't play with a pick. That's awesome. I started to do that too. And I'm a huge fan. And I was like, really? That's fucking killer. He's wearing a tie-dye shirt. He was totally inconspicuous. And then now he's like a finger-picking shred wizard. But um, I can't wait to go on this tour and just tear it up, man. It'll be great. 
Yeah, I saw them about a month ago, and I was just floored. I mean, like every time I see them, it's just like, man, I don't. I mean, I don't know what the hell's going on with those three, but it sounds like there's 20 people up there. It's insane. It's gonna be a lot of notes. One good thing for me opening the show, dude, I'll hit like four <laughs> licks and just like hold on to a note for about a half hour, and I'll let them have all the notes. I'll just do like one my little thing. I always, or once, I always ask this question every. I shouldn't say always. I ask this question once in a while. You guys are part of this emerging scene, part of this movement. What's a band that each of you are listening to that some of my listeners should check out? I'm going to go first. Uh, when I do my jogs, I've been listening to his record nonstop. <laughs> That's a cheap and one. And it sounds fucking killer. Thanks. It does. I can't find anything. I listen to bands I produce. And then I, you know, I, you know, I like the Nashville scene. I've listened to Tyler's record. I've listened to his record because these are the the bands and like the peers putting out stuff. Um, Cold stairs, of course. I mean, you're probably something about that. Um, trying to think, there's a friend of mine out in um, Reno area, Hellbound Glory. It's more mm-hmm. like old school country, but like rocket. It's like punk country, um, but it's good, good stuff. I would say that Hellbound Glory. I like I'm trying to think other bands. I listen. I just listen to so much old music. It's hard. It's like, I yeah. Listen, we're, I like the new White Reaper record. I like. I'm a song guy, so it's not just necessarily the genre. It's got a good song and a good vibe. I'm really kind of into it. Mm-hmm. You guys gonna get up on stage and jam with each other? Or? Yeah, everybody's asked, so I guess so. We'll we'll, we'll do it. Fuck it for we're sure. Do it. We'll just leave another amp up there. I think what would be cool is. Uh, We'll keep us on our toes. So like when he headlines, like maybe I can zip up with his band. And then if I'm doing the, the last slot, he'll come up and play with my band. I think that'd be cool. I can't wait. I'm, I got to figure out a show to get to. Um, I hope it comes here to the Midwest. I hope you guys book some more dates, but maybe, uh, maybe I'll break my friend Chris out of the hospital in his gown and I'll take him up oh, to Cleveland after tell, his- tell him I'll, we'll sign his claws to me back. Hey. Did you guys ever hear about that story at Kid Rock's big ass honky tonk during the pandemic? No. There was like a guy in there in, a, in his wheelchair. And and you hear about this? Yeah. And the band's playing Freebird. It was like noon. And he's got his his like uh, shit bag, right? And he starts going crazy and he starts spinning it. A real slinging shit. No luck. All over the walls, all over the patrons. They had to close down for the rest of the day to clean it up. That's that's so the, that could all I'm trying to say is that could be Chris in Ohio. We could make national. But he doesn't have a colostomy bag. He's he's getting a uh, he's getting the tube up the butt. I don't tell him the to no. bring the bag. Tell him we need the bag or he's not getting in. Yeah, like dude. I'm trying to make fucking CNN over yeah. here. We're it's, we're trying to figure this out. Okay. Yeah. Instead of a fucking lab leak, it's going to be a fucking club leak. I got That's, that's right. an idea for a merch. For merch, have have. Each of you guys come up with a colostomy bag cover at your merch table. Uh, all right. So you take everything way too far. You know, yeah. That, so. <laughs> I don't know about that, bro. <laughs> well, hey, guys. It's been a blast. A lot of laughs. Good conversation. Um, glad to see you guys out on the road. It's um, it's it's good to see that uh, two, two artists like yourselves are out there going to be banging it and playing and melting some faces. So good on you guys again. Uh, I'm a Look at dates and, and try to make it out to a show somehow, some way. Thanks a lot, dude. Thanks for having us.
Absolutely. Everyone, that is Tuck Smith. That is Jared James Nichols. Catch them on tour. Tour dates are on their social media sites, on their websites. Go check them out. Go see them live. Don't be one of these fuddy-duddies that just says, uh, I don't listen to anything that's new. Go listen and get changed, and it'll change your life. It'll be a great rock and roll moment. And bring your kids, too, for God's sakes. I brought my kid to his first concert when he was five, and it was over after that. The guy, he plays guitar. He's Jared met him at uh, at the show, and uh, he's been a guitar player ever since. So it does change lives. Rock and roll always does that. I'm Jay Scott. This is The Hook Rocks. Take care of each other. Stay safe, and we will talk soon. Thanks. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.